This 2023 Martinsville NASCAR recap edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x plus every Sunday. They're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Ooh, yes, indeed, we are here to talk racing things. It is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Right off the bat, we are here with John Little giving us our first names of, actually, probably just the show, Rodster and Zeebinator. I love it, John. You said you were going to bring it, and you definitely brought it. Said he was going to keep giving us names. Love it. <laughs> he says, if you can, if you can talk about racing things, we can talk about racing things. Guess what? We are talking about racing things. Uh, we're here to break down Martinsville, the penultimate race of the NASCAR season. That was exciting. There was some exciting moments for both of these uh, series, for both Xfinity and and Cup. But uh, I'm telling you right now, man, I just just to be on the edge of a lot of these bets kind of made my whole day a lot more stressful than it needed to be <laughs> yeah if uh if that uh, xfinity race would have ended before they left martinsville and went to daytona probably would have had ourselves a pretty good day uh unfortunately the end of it being at daytona uh yeah boy boy <laughs> i mean i'd wreck my mother to, to win the championship i'd wreck your mother to win the championship I'd wreck my teammate for neither of us to win it. <laughs> there was a lot of just out-and-out out craziness, especially, obviously, on that last lap. We will definitely get there when we start talking about the uh, the bets and the picks and all that. But here's the thing. like We expected this to be somewhat chippy. I don't know that I really expected the end of that race to turn out to be a full-on destruction derby type of a thing. It's it's insane to think of, uh, of how that race just degenerated into what it became at the end yeah it, it was insane nick fortune boogity boogity let's What's go up, racing my tiger says hey guys thanks for joining us again listen to this afterwards make sure you, you click the subscribe button over on youtube so you know when we're going live you can interact with us but uh yeah that xfinity race rod uh 
wow, we got we got everything, and that's uh, again like going into these championship races and these cutoff races, and and we play the clip at the beginning of every show, right? I wreck my mom to win a championship. I wreck your mom to win a championship. It's all out there on the line. You got to go for it. These guys <laughs> fucking went for it. I love it. I'm here for it. It was exciting. Um, and and yeah, we were on the bad side of of some bets and that. Obviously, we'll recap that as we get into the bets and, and lost a few because of, of what happened in that overtime there. But uh, man, it, it was exciting racing and uh, and. They they put on a hell of a show for us. And for what it's worth, that's that's what we wanted. That's that's all we needed out of this race was we needed it to be exciting. We needed it to have a lot of potential to make Phoenix even that much better in the long run. So uh, our championship four are set for both series now, and then they will join the trucks too, uh, a lot, or the trucks will join them, I suppose, in Phoenix as we definitely I. I kind of feel cheated. I felt like we should have had a truck race in this weekend too, because with all of the craziness that we had, I feel like the truck yeah. should have had some fun with it too. And yeah, why? I don't know. Why didn't we? Why put the trucks on a short track Friday night to send them to the championship race? Like as exciting as that Xfinity race was, and even the Cup race was less exciting compared to Xfinity. But there was plenty of storylines, and it came down to the very end, right? Imagine the trucks out there. You know, would we have been able to complete two green flag laps, which Xfinity could hardly do? Maybe not. But uh, it was like <laughs> I did some eye racing on Martinsville this week, and it was like you know, you get two laps in, and that's uh, six laps of caution, and then two laps in, and then half the field's wrecking again. And uh, yeah, it was very reminiscent of that as I was watching the Xfinity race. I'm like, hey. The side racers just, you know, fucking around are just as good as those guys. It's funny because I, I love how you said that my favorite color is getting a workout in that race. And boy, did it ever. That that yellow flag was the sponsor of Martinsville, if you ask me. Yeah, it's, uh, oh man, we saw, we did see a lot of yellow. But again, yeah, came down to it. Our final four are set for all three series now. Uh, one more weekend of racing, Rod, unfortunately. Three races, three more chances to win some big money, and uh, we're going to crown some champions this week. We are going to crown some champions this week. Well, let's uh, let's start breaking down our bets and start talking about uh, the races that were this weekend because, listen, that's what we're here to do. We know that you guys had some uh, great bets out there in the, in the uh, Discord as well, so uh, we're going to definitely get to that. But first... Let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite team all season long. And, of course, as we know, drive along with your favorite drivers, uh, which, by the way, Kyle Larson screwed me, so I'm, I'm a little bit ticked off at Kyle Larson. But that's neither here nor there. You can have better luck on Underdog Fantasy. Plus, Underdog just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers. You're going to enjoy a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to five hundred dollars hundred thousand dollars sundays continue on underdog fantasy 10 lucky players are going to win ten thousand dollars each so watch along make your picks maybe make a little cash over on underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com when you sign up with the promo code sgpn underdog's going to double your first deposit up to five hundred dollars that's underdog fantasy promo code sgpn the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. And in honor, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. Make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. Oh, Cody left the building. Did I did I say his name? 
I, uh, yeah, <laughs> you didn't say is that we didn't talk about him yet, but oh my uh, god, I thought I, for I was sure. having some. <laughs> I was having technical difficulties. Hopefully it's fixed now. Oh my God. I was like, I haven't even said his name yet. What are we doing? Good Lord. Uh, we'll get there though. But uh, all right. So let's talk about that Xfinity race. Uh, of course, it was the Dead on Tools 250. Uh, we, I think we got more than 250 in this one. <laughs> I'm going to say. There was yeah, a- we did. It was only one overtime though, which was actually kind of surprising, but uh, they made up for it on that last lap there. Apparently they were still cleaning the racetrack up the morning of the cup race from the utter chaos that ensued uh, on the last lap there, which was which it was. I mean, it was a Daytona. We had two of them in that race because there was one. Uh, I don't remember if it was one that led into the overtime or one a little bit earlier than that, but it was uh, lap 187 yeah. where, where it was the 51, the 26, the 24, the 27, the double zero and the 41. And then of course the later one where obviously the, the ultimate, uh, ending was was that was the one where everybody else was pretty much parked on the track. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> uh, let's uh, yeah, the, eight X yeah. on underdog oh, yesterday with a boost. Hell nice. yes, nice. let's go. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, but I'm telling you right now that that uh, that yellow the flag guy got a lot of workout yesterday. Yeah, yeah. The the I think Jordan Bianchi tweeted about uh, the light bulbs and the yellow lights are going to need to be changed after that race, <laughs> which uh, very very accurate, but. Justin Allgaier, right place at the right time, sneaks by. He wins. That locks him in. Sam Mayer was already locked in. Good thing because he had a rough day at Martinsville. John Hunter Nemechek locked himself in, I believe, after the second stage. Cole Custer squeezes in in the final spot. Backed his way in. Legitimately backed his way in. Literally backed his way in. Uh, Yeah, his car was on fire, and he backed up to cross the line. Make sure he got across it. Very smart. Very good for him to, to be aware of that. Got in. Those are the four guys that are going to battle out for the championship. Um, starting out, had a couple of top five uh, bets. Uh, Lane Riggs, top five. He was five to one. He had his flashes throughout this race. He was kind of hanging in there for a little while, but uh, ended up turning into a little bit of a pinball. He got turned multiple times, uh, and then, unfortunately, things didn't quite end as well for him. Uh, ends up in 11th with all the chaos at the end. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, young guy kind of making his one of his first starts in Xfinity series still kind of just became a, a wrecking ball and, and guys were just moving guys out of the way, which is kind of what we saw all night. That's how it's going to go with the betting. Uh, we almost backdoored this one in the last lap chaos. Number 10, stupid number 10, as my, my bet says here. And, uh, I should have stuck to my guns and avoided him. I will no longer be placing bets on him. Finish the sixth place yet again, the number 10 car. So screw that guy. Yeah, I, <laughs> as, as Ty Tiger says, <laughs> screw that guy. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, all right, well, my top five bet actually did hit, and that was Riley Herbst at two to one. Uh, I got that on Bet three sixty five. He did finish in fourth place. Started fourth, finished fourth, and for Riley Herbst, man, it was a very eventful uh, run for him. He seemed to be. I mean, he was obviously uh, around the front. He was in the front. And, uh, and just kind of hanging around the top five all day long. And then at one point, he got shuffled out and finished 10th, actually, in stage two. So, and then there was a couple times where he was just outside of the top five. And I thought for sure, I was like, oh, man, this is not going to happen. We're not going to get a Riley Herbst top five. And then he managed to get himself up inside the top five by the end of it. So, very happy for him. And honestly, he was one of the better looking cars all day long. He wasn't going to win. 
but he definitely did belong in the top five all day long like he was running. Yeah, I think he only got back in the top five because the chaos at the end, but he would deserve to be in the top five. Wasn't a guy that, that snuck in there just because of the chaos. He was, I mean, started fourth on the day and, and was running solid all day. So this was a great call by you. Uh, Herp's a guy we're going to be, we talked about him a lot this season already, but going into next season, we're going to be talking about him a lot more. Top Chevrolet rod, I had Brandon Jones, plus 750. This one never really had a chance all day. I don't know. Brandon just wasn't quite wasn't quite what he'd been in the past here at this track and, and didn't really see it from him. A couple of little flashes here and there. I think he got spun around at one point, but I don't feel like this bet ever had a chance. But Austin Hill, top Chevrolet, plus 950. If this race would have ended in regulation, we'd have been cashing this bet. It would have been very nice. It did not end in regulation. Um, obviously, the deal with Sheldon Creed there. And uh, that's how it's going to go. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, man, it was the right bet to make, though. And, and I think, uh, again, going forward, we talked about how much Austin Hill was undervalued this weekend, how it was ridiculous. Uh, well, just, I'll just, you know, we had him 25 to, to 1 to win as well and could have doubled up and hit both of these bets there near the end. Uh, and so if Austin Hill gets disrespected in the books, I think you've got to pounce. You've got to take it. That's just, that's got to be a rule going forward, no matter where it is. Because uh, the dude shows that he can he can put himself in the good positions and really had a chance to win this race, had a chance to cash this top Chevrolet bet for us, but uh, just missed out in that last lap chaos. And listen, for Justin Algar, though, you got to hand it to him. He put together a hell of a race to even get back to where he was to get into position to win the race. So, I mean, when you talk about, and we talked about JRM, I mean, listen, probably more than anybody, probably more than Dale Jr. talks about his own team uh, on this show. So the the fact of the matter is we know that they're good cars and we know that every week they're going to show up and, and be the one of the better teams in the in the garage. So just the fact that he was able to muscle his way up there, uh, kudos to him. And we were we weren't even on him. That that's the thing about it. We this is the one week where I've just laid off of, of Justin Allgaier completely because I figured I was probably on him too much. And so sure enough. Maybe I should lay hey, off him more often. He'd been here. He'd been bad here, too. So yeah. I, yeah. So, uh, hey, got it speaking of which, Chandler Smith, God, top five, had him at four to one. Chandler Smith probably should have been a top five car by the end of this day. I don't know that he'd avoid the chaos, but, um, man, when that car got carted off of there, that was just devastating. I mean, what was it? It ended up being, I can't remember what the mechanical issue was in that car ultimately, but he got caught up in a little little scuffle earlier on and it just sort of cost him right and it was a terrible yeah, thing one of those wrong place wrong times and uh that's how it goes and yeah. uh those college cars boy they've just had some some troubles this year with, they sure have with uh wrong place wrong time types of stuff so. but i'm telling you at four to one for him that be he was in the top five at, at a couple of points in that uh, beginning part of the race so I, i'm telling yeah, you right and, now like you look at these top five bets, and, and sure we only hit you know the herps at two to one, and so really you didn't come out ahead. But again, five to you know four to one on on number ten, he was one spot out of there. Four to one on Chandler, he was a top five potential car all day. You end up with the chaos at the end, which could have put anybody in the top five. Now we ended up with a fairly normal quote unquote top five of of kind of bigger hitters and and bigger drivers. But uh, again, I think the top five market is going to continue to be a way that that you find value going forward. Uh, I had Cole Custer over Justin Allgaier minus 110. Uh, I don't know. This one probably should have cashed. I mean, Custer was kind of 
Allgaier was good all day too, though. Like both these guys were good, so I, I don't know. Uh, man, the the track history really just screamed to take this bet, um, but obviously misses out in the end. Uh, but with all that chaos at the end, this one really could have gone either way because Custer was. I think he ended up in. Uh, well, he was Custer all the way down to nineteenth. Yeah, officially. and that was just because of that last lap. I mean, he going into that last lap was sixth or seventh, so he he wasn't too far behind. Allgaier was third. Could have gone either way. Uh, this was really a toss up all day, so just ended up being on the wrong side of it. I yeah, and, and again, to be honest with you, Cole Custer, I, the fact that that he even backed his car into, I was on fire. It was literally going backwards to cross the finish line, like. I mean, he almost Ricky Bobby didn't got out and just ran to the finish line to try to <laughs> like, Carl Edwards and try trying to run across and make little, sure that counts. Little diving and slapping his hand on the on the on the cross. Yeah, no, that didn't work there. Um, but yeah, again, it just like I said for Justin Allgaier, we both didn't think he was going to do well, and well, that's the week he did well. Uh, all right, I had stupid ten over Sheldon Creed. That one didn't cash. I mean, look for Sheldon Creed. That one could have easily, it could have taken him out for sure. Right, I mean th- that was just a matter of even if um, stupid ten didn't get uh, he finished sixth though it was I mean one spot. Well, and look at Austin. Five. I mean Austin Hill, Austin Hill ends up twenty first. So the the way that last lap went, that could have been Creed too. Mm-hmm. So should have been to be honest with you. I I, yeah. I under look at the Oshuck stuff is is fine and all and and I know and and I love Sheldon Creed. You know that right? He's my favorite Canadian. That's not a Canadian from California, but. At that point, I feel like that was a little bit of dirty pool. I don't. I don't know that okay. he was. I, I want to get into this. I think this is a good time. I also faded Sheldon Creed. I had Lane Riggs over him. We talked about him. Wasn't very good. Uh, but so on the Sheldon Creed note, because I, I think it has to be discussed, right? And we haven't really talked about this. So I don't know your full feelings, but in my opinion, you have to do like the opening of the show says. It's you're going for a championship. You have to do everything you can to win the championship. And I think that's what Sheldon Creed did. And I don't think he what he could have probably just wrecked Austin Hill. He could have done what Ty Gibbs did last year, wrecked him, maybe went on to win. But I felt like he gave Austin Hill a fair chance at it. He obviously overcooked it going into was it turn was it 3 year or, or I don't remember if it well, was. Well, it had to been 3 because yeah. And he overcooked it, right? That's where he slid up in front of Hill and and cause the big wreck and everything um but i don't think it's you know some people and i think austin hill said it like he he slid up in front of him and then parked it like i don't think that was the case i think he was wheel hopping and and he you know was trying to get it back under control and hill hit him and it destroyed his car and but for sheldon creed it's not like he was eliminated from the playoffs it's not like like he had to win to get it and and he was yet again rod (laughs) Again, he's the Casey Kane of like just continues to finish in second place. Like he was this close to winning his first Xfinity Series race and getting in the championship. Oh man, I but I I don't blame him. I in that position, it doesn't matter if he's your teammate. It doesn't matter if he's your mother. You're going to win the chip. You're trying to get into the championship four with an equal shot as the other three guys to win it. You have to go for it. I think, I don't know. I think that he didn't do anything wrong. 
JDK says Creed was about to win and didn't know what to do, so he hit the brakes. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes when you're in a new position, you you kind of freak out a little bit. Okay, yeah, listen, yeah. What? what's what's going on? <laughs> I will say this because I mean, obviously, I have zero point of reference. The only thing I know is that when I'm sitting at a red light and I know that the dude next to me has pissed me off, I don't want him to beat me off the line. So if there's any sort of of emotion. That kind of revs into that, like I, I understand, because I can't turn my my car into that truck, like I can't do it. But well, he, I, I see you're right, I could. Uh, but and I, I understand the emotion, like I understand, because when you're behind a, a motor vehicle, right? If you're if you're behind the wheel of a vehicle, I mean, there's there's a lot of just pent up emotion in that. It doesn't matter if if I'm driving on the freeway or if I'm driving at Martinsville, right? I mean, there's always this level of anxiety that you've got. And, and for whatever reason, this, this spirit of competition, like, you know, you don't want grandma to beat you, right? You, like grandma right. starts to go in the fast lane and your, your initial instinct is to hit the gas pedal because you're like, no way this Oldsmobile is going to whoop me in the fast lane. So I, I get it from Creed's standpoint. I, I can't say that I have ever been there before. So I can't say that I understand the emotion behind it, but you're right, Cody. He, he was, he was in the position to win his first race ever. Like you gotta, you gotta think that your emotions are amped up by a hundred thousand. Right. And you can't like Creed, uh, like, uh, like JDK said, I mean, it's not like he hit the brakes, but he certainly drove faster than he thought he was going to be driving at that point. So right. what do you got to do? You know, well, and you know, I mean, you know, you, we have time to sit here and analyze it and this is all happening at, at top speed in, you know, on Martinsville, you don't have time to think and, and you're just reacting and you got to go for it. And this is how it's going. And I, I think that, I think he raced him fair enough. He gave them both a chance. Obviously it went from where they maybe could have both gotten in, but to, depending on how you look at it, right. Hill maybe could have finished second and, and still got in depending on where Custer ends up on that last lap. It, it kind of varies depending on how you look at it and, and where guys were, or where maybe would have finished if it would have ended normally with those, you know, Creed getting around him. I, I don't know. I, I think that the way that RCR has handled it has been absolutely ridiculous. I think that they seem to be very poor losers. Uh, <laughs> they don't like when people leave on their own terms. I know when Kevin Harvick left a long time ago, it was rough then. Tyler Reddick, I mean, Denny Hamlin, I, I haven't listened to his entire podcast, but I was listening to some of it earlier, and he said they had ty like they were going to put Tyler because remember Tyler Reddick was supposed to be with the RCR this season. They were going to put him in a not competitive car and make him go out there every week and drive around in a non-chartered car at the back just to to punish him because they didn't like the fact that he was leaving. And then obviously, you know, Denny and, and 2311 and ponied up and bought out his contract and everything. But oh boy, they can be pretty petty. And and I get it, Austin Hill's the long-term guy, right? And you just re-signed him and Creed's leaving and going to JGR, obviously, as as we found out. But I uh, I don't I don't understand how you can be mad at him in that and, and the way that ADP tree handled it and then for Richard Childers to say he's the dumbest driver that's ever driven for him when Joe Graff has driven for him and uh who is that chicken guy uh John oh I have to look up his name I know Jordan Bianchi had mentioned it but uh he had a lot of problems on the track and off the track yeah not a good guy at all uh, Sheldon Creed's not the stupidest guy that's ever raced for you <laughs> No, no, not even close, but uh, we'll definitely get to that on the other side of this. I want to tell you first about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter. 
this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for player props and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. You can enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You're going to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rates for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, obviously Sheldon Creed's going to have the last laugh because he gets to go to JGR and we get to, you know, see him see him try to exact some revenge over there, so... Um, yeah, speaking of that, JGR drives Toyota. I picked Toyota over Ford and guess what? Toyota beat Ford by one position. <laughs> hey, it's all that, all that counts. As long as you, you beat them out. Uh, this was looking, uh, for a while, like it was going to be fairly easy because you had John Hunter up there. I think even Snyder was up there. Sammy Smith was up there and then Custer and Herbst were kind of hanging back a little, but there was multiple Toyotas in front, but, uh, yeah, you lucked out at the end, and then luckily Toyota stayed ahead of Ford. I'm telling you right now, for the fact that Cole Custer was right there ahead, I thought, man, this is not going to do well for us. Like my my saving grace would have been if Sammy Smith had jumped up, and and I thought for sure we were cooked when Cole Custer got to the front. Uh, but thank you, Sheldon Creed, for uh, allowing all of that nonsense to happen, and uh, really just uh, you know thanks to. Thanks to uh, what's uh, Sammy Smith for getting it done in the first place because I, I was very excited to, to see Toyota finish better than Ford because there's not that many Fords and none of them were all that great. So thank you, Sammy Smith. Yeah, great call by you. Again, you want to pay the juice if you lose. Didn't pay the juice here. I had Brandon Jones top three plus 425 again. Didn't show up. Based on his track history, you probably place this bet again because he's been so damn good here. But yeah, just wasn't wasn't a Brandon Jones type of day. He really just didn't compete for this, which which made me sad. Yeah, and, and that was it too. There was nothing about his day that was even re- remotely good. Like, I mean, he what hung around in the middle, and then uh, eventually, I think he did end up getting caught up. Well, I mean, he got he finished sixteenth, but he started sixth and then kind of dropped like a rock at that point. It wasn't uh, wasn't a very good day for him. All so the one JG or the one uh, Junior Motorsports car that was basically not really all that great all day. So, uh, all right. I had the winning car number over eight and a half. Nope, that didn't happen. Seven was your car winner, obviously. Uh, when the roulette wheel died, that was it. And and listen, honestly, what's crazy is that the top two, obviously, seven and two, but then there was Sammy Smith and Riley Herbst after that. Then there was stupid number 10. Parker Retzlaff was seventh. Anthony Alfredo, Jeb Burton, Parker Kligerman, like everybody else behind him other than uh, Josh Berry would have cashed this bet. So, damn it. Yeah, uh, man, it looked late in this race like you would probably be cashing this. Obviously, Austin Hill was up there. John Hunter was up there for a long time. Uh, speaking of which, I had John Hunter to win. Plus 250. Definitely wasn't the dominant car that I had hoped he would be. Uh, still put himself in position at the end. It was older tires, right? But he got out front, and he was doing a good job of holding them off. Um, I don't remember exactly what happened to him. I think he might have been part of the incident that facilitated the the overtime finish, but yeah, he, he ended up getting dumped as as one of those lead cars. Didn't get the win, unfortunately. Brandon Jones, 18-1. to 1, We talked about him. He sucked. Austin Hill, 25-1. to 1. This was the bet. 
oh man, Austin Hill just looked so good at the end of that race. Again, leading at the end of regulation, leading going into overtime. I think he was leading at the white flag, not leading as they took the checkered flag. Did not cash the 25 to 1. But like I said earlier, they undervalue Austin Hill. It's an auto bet every single time because this dude just shows up. You know who else showed up for 147 laps? Sammy freaking Smith. I had the 17 to 1 boost on Caesars on Sammy Smith. And for three quarters of the day, I looked like an absolute freaking genius. genius. Yep. And then they were like, oh, Uh, shit, that was Rod's pick. Never mind. Let's pull the the, uh, ripcord on him. Um, Yeah, the the pit strategy kind of got him because it it set him back a little while, a little ways there. But then he, I mean, he ends up in in third. third. Justin Allgaier bounces off the wall on the last lap, like underrated part of him winning that. He got put into the wall by Custer, I believe, bounced off of the wall, came back down. Then he passes the RCR teammates as they wreck each other. Creed obviously finishes second, but he was involved in all that wrecking. Sammy Smith could have had this. You had him 17 to 1, would have been beautiful to hit. I had him at 50 to 1 to win the championship. He was he was the best car all day. He was, oh, can you imagine holding this 50 to 1 ticket going into next weekend? Would have been beautiful. Unfortunately, not to be. That's how it goes. Yeah, unfortunately, that's how it goes. I was I was livid. Livid. Uh so yeah, definitely not. And so Spoiler alert, well not spoiler alert, but just a little behind baseball. I was gone all day long. My daughter had a band review about an hour away, so we were away from like 7 in the morning. I didn't get back home until 10. So I ended up watching this race at 10 o'clock. Before, as I was waiting to pick up my daughter, she was getting back a little bit later, like midnight or so. So I had those two hours to watch that race, and I'm telling you right now, one, I'm glad that I could fast forward through the cautions because that, you know, is my oh. least favorite thing in the world. <laughs> the red flag. And the red flag. I was so glad I could sit there and just fast forward through all that because I did not, I was not in the mood, not in the mood to, to pay attention to all that stuff, especially when I was mad, especially at the end with Sammy Smith not winning. I was like, God. So yeah, not fun. Yeah. <sighs> Deep breath. But man, yeah, they put on a show again. Our bets didn't quite pan out with the chaos at the end, but. What a great race. What a great show they put on. It was entertaining. It was exciting. It went down to the last inch, literally, to decide who was going to go to Phoenix to fight for the championship. Uh, so props to those guys. They uh, they did a hell of a job, put on a show for us. And uh, yeah, now we, we got four guys left. Fight for the championship next week. Indeed. Week. Uh, all right, let's move over to the Xfinity 500. It was the cup race. My youngest is stoked. Ryan Blaney wins this race. She was, she keeps asking me to say, like, dad, 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 who, who won the cup race this weekend? And I'm like, oh, babe, that was, uh, that was uh, Ryan Blaney. She's like, I know. So my That's daughter's awesome. super excited that Ryan Blaney wins. Uh, I, I had to call her down. I was like, come here, come here, come here. Look. And all of a sudden there's uh, Ryan Blaney pulling into victory lane. She's like, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited for her. So now she's uh, hopefully going to be cheering for a NASCAR champion at some point, I think. Yeah, he's definitely got a good chance. He's been one of the best cars at Phoenix every time in the championship race last year. Was the best car. Decided to play the the good teammate fiddle and uh, hold off Ross Chastain so Joey Logano could win the championship. Maybe that favors return to him this weekend. But Ryan Blaney gets it done. So a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, goes from being disqualified after the race 
Now he's a million points behind. He's going to have to win. The pressure's on. All the points get restored. He comes in, you know, plus to the, you know, 10 points to the good. Comes out. He, I think, what did he win? Stage one. Uh, and he was, you know, he got a lot of stage points. Put himself in a good position. Didn't even have to win the race. Wins anyway. Was the best car on the day. Props to him. He joins Christopher Bell and Kyle Larson um, in the championship four. And William Byron, by the skin of his teeth, holds on a horrible day for that number 24 team uh, and did everything they could to just hold on uh, at the very end there. And, and man, that's, uh, yeah, oh boy. <laughs> lucky, hey, lucky to get in, but once you're in, you got it. Got do you have our brackets by, by chance? Oh, I do. I have got them right here. Because I want a bracket update now after, okay. after this. Let's see. You want the bracket update right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After after right. this race is what I meant to. Sorry. Rod had Martin Truex Jr. <laughs> negative. Uh, Dennis Hamlin. Nope. Negative. Chris Busher. Negative. Nope. And uh, Kyle Larson, who did make it. So you got you got one of the four. I had uh, Martin Truex Jr. Negative. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to read mine. <laughs> Hamlin. Uh, no. Reddick. No. And. Uh, <laughs> Brad Keselowski, no. So, 0 for 4 on me. I tried to go a little different and uh, did not work out. So, my bracket is not completely busted. My, all my hopes now lie uh, on the shoulders Although of... Although you had Drex winning, so... I did, yeah. Really so your bracket is kind of busted. Yeah, but. that's true. My bracket is busted. You at least picked one guy that made it. Oh, my God. I, and <laughs> this so, is... I, ugh. man, I'm so excited. I, I have no idea as of right now who I'm going to pick to win this. Uh, I, I've got some serious studying to do. I'm going to look back and comb through the stuff. I know it's not often that a first-timer into the Final Four wins. I believe Blaney and Byron are both in for the first time. Uh, i got to double-check on that. I know Bell was in last year. Larson's obviously won before. Um, you know, Blaney's been the best car here in the past, um, and recently he's been good here. He's on a fucking hot streak right now. I mean, he's tearing it up lately, so that goes in his favor. Bell's got that fast pit crew. We've, how many times have we seen this race come down to the fastest pit stop at the end? William Byron's won the most races this season. Kyle Larson is Kyle Larson, but you know, even though the year he won the championship at this race, he didn't have the best car. You know, the way this, the cautions fell, it kind of worked out in his favor. This is going to be a fun one to break down to see the odds. Still waiting for the odds to drop. Haven't seen anything yet. I'll be interested to see how they price odds for the race, how they price odds for the championship if they offer both. I would assume they will. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be fun to to break down this race tomorrow. I'm um, I'm super pumped to uh, to to dig into the research tonight and uh, start figuring out uh, what what we're going to do. Well, we'll definitely have to do that when we cross that bridge. But let's look back at Martinsville and break down all of the bets that we had. A couple better ones here, but uh, not necessarily as many as we were hoping for. And in fact, there was one or two that should have cashed that didn't, and uh, I'm pretty pissed about. Well, actually, Cody, I'm sure you're pissed about the first one we're going to talk about. Uh, Ty Gibbs, top 10, plus 120, comes out and qualifies on the front row, lining up to have a great day. He's running around the top all day long until Joey Logano inexplicably just dumped him. And I don't know. I, I have no idea why. I've not seen any footage on something Ty did to him before that. I don't know why he was upset. I, I, or, or if he just was tired of racing him. I don't know. But, yeah, it seemed to me to be inexplicable, and, and I don't know why Joey dumped him. Joey ends up finishing fifth. I think that, that Ty would have finished around that area, would have easily cashed this. 
Uh, so that was unfortunate. Also had Ryan Priest top 10 at plus 160. He started good, um, started up in ninth in the top 10, already cashing, but just really didn't have a car all day. I mean, he really wasn't much in the mix. He, he ends up in 20th at the end of the day, eighth after stage one, and he was seventh in stage two. So I guess he was kind of in there. Um, but JDK says, uh, because Logano was pissed about Gibbs using him up the last few races. I, I don't know. I guess I, I'd have to go. I don't remember that specifically. The but, camera uh, doesn't go that far back in the pack all yeah. the time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the windshield's bigger than the rear view mirror. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I love it. No, but for Priest, yeah. I mean, that, that one was like, both of these were looking good for a very long time. I mean, they were inside the top yeah. 10 for a better part of the day until all of a sudden they yeah, were. Yeah, Priest, Priest won the modified race. Uh, on was that Friday night, I think, uh, before everything. So that was another, you know, okay, he's got the laps. He's got the victory here. One, one o'clock already, but uh, not to be. No. Uh, and then mine too, same thing. Bubba, I had Bubba as a top 10 car at plus 160. He was around the top 10 for most of the day as well. Uh, had a little issue that took him outside of the top 10, but he fought his way all the way back to an 11th place finish. Damn you, Todd Gilliland and Austin Cindric. Where the hell did your pit strategies bring you up into the top 10 for? You guys had no, no reason to be up there at all. So those two guys, not necessarily your front-running guys. Bubba Wallace should have had a 10th place finish, in my opinion, in this race. Yeah, and Bubba was so impressive. Uh, again, Martinsville's not always been his best track, but he showed up and, and was having a great race, was up in the front there. I think he ended up getting spun out from like second place at one point too, didn't he? Yeah, that's that's I, the it, issue yeah, that took him out. Yeah, one of those. So fought back for eleventh, which oh man, heartbreaking to not cash that, but so close. Um, I had AJ Allmendinger top ten plus seven hundred. Was not aware he was not racing this weekend. <laughs> um, where did he finish? I mean, Allmendinger twenty like, eighth. Yeah, he started twenty fifth. He finished twenty eighth. I would be surprised if he was ever not 25th or 28th in this race. Uh, so who knows? And uh, let's see. JDK said that Denny talked to Joey or, well, one of the two after via text. Denny and Gibbs were talking Friday and Gibbs was asking for advice on how to mend fences with Logano. Hopefully Logano feels like they're uh, fences even now, I suppose. I would hope so at this point. <laughs> I must not have got that far into actions detrimental yet, but uh, yeah, horrible day by Almondinger, but Chase Briscoe pays off for us, Rod. Chase Briscoe, short, flat tracks. They go hand-in-hand. Hand. Top 10 plus 150. Top 5 plus 450. Chase Briscoe ends up in fourth place, takes it home. Uh, starts third place. You know, a good, solid start for him. Fourth in stage one. Third in stage two. He was up front all day long. Ends up fourth as the final flag falls. And cashes both of these bets. And again, Briscoe is a guy I love to hate on a lot of the times comes to short flat tracks you've got to bet on them i hope they sleep on them again this week because if they do if they give us a good top 10 number i will be back on chase briscoe yet again because he is very good at phoenix one here last season uh so hopefully they're not listening hopefully they're not paying attention and we can make some more money on chase briscoe next week and what's crazy is that that last pit strategy had the opportunity to kind of keep him outside of the top five but he still battled his way back in so good yeah. on on briscoe to find yeah, his way back to the front and the pit strategies were all over the place this weekend and we kind of talked about how they would be and then you had that new tire and obviously laid down so much rubber that it tore up the pace car which was not something i think i've ever seen before no. that was an interesting thing but yeah the, again this weekend had it all. The full moon was definitely in full effect. Sure was. 
Um, all right, I had Ryan Blaney as a top five car. I don't know why. Oh, what a wasn't. what a bad bet. This Seriously, is. I don't know why I didn't take him to ladder. Like I ladder so many things, and this I didn't ladder this one. <laughs> this is the one I did not ladder. But yeah, Blaney yeah. safely inside the top five at plus one ninety. I mean, it was a plus yeah, money bet. I mean, That's good, right? Yeah, almost two to one. He was the best car all day. Uh, there was no argument about that. So yeah, this was a great call by you. Should have had more on him. Unfortunately, we didn't. I did talk about him on the underdog show. I think it was as well. Um, and how good he'd been, how consistent he'd been in my picks over there. So that ended up paying off pretty good. Chevrolet is in the top 10 under 3.5 rod. The numbers said to go with it. It was at plus 130. Paid off because there was only one Chevrolet in the top 10. That was Kyle Larson in sixth. Um, you got to go all the way down to 13th and 14th for Byron and Chastain. But even to get to your fourth one, which would have had to have been in the top 10 to cash, was Chase Elliott all the way at uh, 17th. So. Uh, yeah, the, again, Chevrolets, on a week-to-week basis, they're going to have four guys in the top 10 for the most part. But when you come to these short tracks, Toyota's got an advantage. Ford's got an advantage. It's not that Chevys are bad there, but it's just that it levels them out. It brings them to the playing field as well. Um, and, yeah, so that that paid off. Well, then, that again, we talked about if, if there's not going to be that many Chevys, there's got to be more of the other manufacturers. So I took Fords inside of the top 10 Oh, three and a half over uh, Fords. They doubled it. <laughs> so there was seven Fords inside the top 10. Uh, of course, one of them ended up winning. And they actually, man, hats off to Eric Almarola for putting together a hell of a race there. I mean, obviously, you know, he's in his swan song as well, riding off in the sunset. And uh, he put together a second place finish, but then it was Briscoe, Logano, and then Busher, Sindrick, and Todd Gilliland. I didn't need you, Todd Gilliland. I would have rather you switched with Bubba Wallace there at the end, but. Um, whatever, uh, still way more than three and a half Fords in the top 10. What a dominant yeah. manufacturer performance for these guys. <laughs> yeah. Ford was just, uh, and again, short flat tracks. We talk about it every time we come to them. I mean, Stuart Haas is good. Ford's good. The Stuart Haas drivers are all good. Like it all points to Ford on these. And, and again, we're just going to have to continue to hammer these when we get the opportunity because it worked out perfectly. Again, you, you find good angles on stuff and these kind of worked hand in hand because if you're not getting four Chevrolets, there's only six Toyotas out there. There's a good chance you're going to get four Fords. So you play both of them. You hit both of them. Good weekend. You got the Chevy one of plus money. Didn't have to pay much juice on the Ford one, which you don't pay the juice if you lose anyways. Um, I had Ty Gibbs over Alex Bowman, minus 110. Alex Bowman with another horrible performance. I think somebody in the Discord had mentioned he was one of the, the most middling drivers they've ever seen. Uh, you can go back and forth on that because, like, again, before he got hurt this season, he was a points leader. He was having a solid start to the season. The back injury, all that rough day for Alex Bowman. Ends up 32nd place. Was still running at the end, but uh, a rough day for him. Gibbs, obviously, had run way up front for most of the day. We talked about him getting spun out, but still finishes 18th. Good enough to beat Alex Bowman. So that uh, I think that was our only head-to-head on the entire weekend or on the on this race anyways, and we hit that one, so that, that's pretty nice. Yeah, actually, it was the only head-to-head. We really stayed away from head-to-heads lately, haven't we? Yes, um, <laughs> all right, I took Hendrick with a team win, and for the love of God, at points, this actually looked like it could end up uh, being something. I mean, Kyle Larson was never there, but obviously uh, uh, Chase Elliott was up there for 83 laps. I thought, hell yeah, here we go. Um, obviously, William Byron disappeared, but Chase Elliott had me believing that we would be able to take this into it. And then Eric Almarola caught him, and I was pissed off at that point. So uh, disappeared into the sunset to Chase Elliott. Ended up finishing, where did he end up finishing? 17th. 17th, but that's, 
just because he would ran out of gas yeah. at the end, basically. But yeah, I mean, it was a great call by them to get up front. He held the track position. If the caution would have fallen, and that's the thing, like this race would have been so different if we'd have had a late caution. I guarantee you, none of this stuff would have been the same. It would have been just like the Xfinity race. Things would have gotten crazy. We just didn't get the chance to see it, which was from an entertainment standpoint a little disappointing because I was and and being that I'd been so hard on Denny Hamlin all season, I was kind of hoping he would get it. But uh, another one that I was hoping I would get, and man, this if these were not the bets to lay on the weekend, Rod, this lined up perfectly. I took Eric Amarola top forward nine to one. I took Chase Briscoe top forward twelve to one. Rod. They finish in second and fourth place. How much more can you ask out of these guys? But Ryan Blaney won the race in a Ford. Oh, it's just heartbreaking. Like these were the right calls. They were they were good. They were both up there at the end. Almarola looked like maybe he was going to win this race. A little bit of strategy call. Like imagine he's the one who walks it off, right? And Harvick doesn't get a win in his final season. It's Almarola instead. And uh, just so freaking. I was kicking myself for not having Almarola outright. But I was like, all right, we got the top four to nine to one. We'll take that. Briscoe right there as well. Damn it, Ryan Blaney. You just had to do it. You had to beat him out. So that was unfortunate, but a good sweat on these and and just so close to catching them. Again, these guys were the right call. Again, I am not going to back off of, well, unfortunately, Almarola is now retiring, which I don't think, I was trying to think back. I think that was announced after we had recorded Tuesday because had that, had we known he was announcing that, I would have for sure picked him to win, I think, because it would have been like, a walk off for the short flat track guy. Um, but unfortunately won't be able to bet on him next year. Although you might be able to bet on him in some Gibbs Xfinity races next year. Cause that's the rumor I'm hearing. Uh, so we'll see if that actually pays off or not, but yeah, Chase Briscoe again, short flat tracks going to continue to hammer him. He's won us a lot of money this season. Did it on the top fives earlier in this race. Um, just oh, so close to hitting these top fords. Uh, it was unfortunate, but Again, the correct bets to make, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I had some fun with the winning margin between three and 10 seconds. And here's what pisses me off. It actually did sort of reach out to about three seconds. Uh, and then Eric Amarola started cutting into it because of the lap traffic for Ryan Blaney that he was hitting. Blaney was kind of slowing down a little bit, but Blaney was getting it easy, which he <sighs> should have done at that point. But yeah. for it not to have a late caution, I thought once we saw that Xfinity race, I'm like, oh, this that bet's cooked. Like, yeah. there's no way this doesn't end up chaotic like that. But for it to end in a long green run, I mean, what did we finish like the last 130 laps on a green or something ridiculous? Laps 333 to laps 168 laps of green yeah. flag racing. Yeah, 100. Yeah, that's a lot. And for it to still be that close, just insane. But uh, yeah, it was unfortunate. Again, another fun prop bet. Please, please, please continue to give us these in Phoenix. Give us these next year as well. Winning bets had Kyle Larson eight to one. Again, I think anytime you get Larson on a non-super speedway at eight to one, you probably have to take him just because the value's there. We know how talented he is. One of the best guys in the field. Really, just didn't have a chance this weekend. I, I don't know. It, it. I mean, he started up near the front and, and he finished okay, but I, I don't know. He he just never was was the Larson you kind of of thought that he would be, which which was unfortunate. So Christopher Bell twenty five to one. Um, Ends up with a, with a decent finish. Ends up seventh at the end. Did talk about how they weren't going to be trying some stuff and whatnot. So it was kind of just a gut play. Uh, Gibbs, 28 to 1. I don't know if he would have won this, but starting second place, I feel like he got some good value there. And the Priest, 45 to 1. Just picked the wrong Stuart Haas car, I suppose. Probably should have went the the Briscoe or Almarola route. 
Um, and then I had tossed out Denny Hamlin to win the championship 11 to one. I mean, he came with what two, three points of, of getting to the final four. In that case, you would, again, much like the Sammy Smith one, they were longer shots, but you're playing that long, little bit of a longer game a week out trying to get the better number uh, and came close on both of them. Unfortunately, did not hit either one. So uh, won't have those tickets to carry with us this weekend. Unfortunately, we won't. Um, I spelled Blaney wrong in my box. Um, so that's that's where I messed up. So uh, I, I should have had Blaney in there instead. No, I had Byron at eight to one. Uh, obviously did not, did not hit that one. He, man, it was so frustrating though. Cause you just knew he was frustrated all day long on the radio. He was screaming at everybody that would listen. I'm pretty sure at that point, you know, they were muting his mic. Cause what can you do I, at that uh, point? Yeah. And man, as flustered and Denny Hamlin brought this up on his podcast as to why he doesn't love Byron this weekend. Like the fact that he got so frustrated and so flustered. And they showed so much weakness this week. I think that's going to be something to weigh in as we go into tomorrow and we make our picks for this weekend. Like that team fell apart completely. They came in there with a 30 point cushion. I don't think they scored any stage points and they almost, they were this close to blowing it at the end of the race. He barely held on and just now they held on. They made it. And, and again, now you go in a fresh week and you just got to be the best car and that's it. But, a little concerning what we saw out of them for sure because we didn't see much. No, we didn't. And again, that's the thing. Like when you talk about Hendrick and how dominant of a of a stable they have and have been, they're starting to become cracks in those are in that armor. And now we're starting to see this team kind of stumble a little bit. And it's a little bit uh, unnerving if you're a Hendrick fan, if you're a fan of the twenty four, if you're a fan of the forty eight. I mean. If you're a fan of the nine, I mean, d- does that bounce back? Like Larson's your only hope right now. If you're if you're a Hendrick Motorsports, it's crazy. Fan. This has been a horrible Hendrick season, and they've got two of the four cars in the championship. I know it's like, what do you do? At what this a point? bad season it's been for them. <laughs> we talk about oh how horrible it is. You got a fifty fifty yeah, shot. Maybe. Byron Byron's got what six wins on the season. I mean, he's leading all the drivers. So a bad week, and but he had built up that thirty point lead coming into this race because he had good solid weeks the weeks before, which. Looking back, it paid off for him because if uh, if Hamlin doesn't have you know that power steering issue the week before, Hamlin easily is walking into the final four here. Which then it's a completely different story. Again, Denny Hamlin chokes away another chance at a championship once again. Not, I mean, he did just about everything he could do. Uh, he scored stage points on both stages, was up near the front, just didn't have the car for Ryan Blaney. So unfortunate for him. He'll uh, continue to be Mark Martin and go on another season without a championship. Maybe he'll get it next year. We'll see. I love the uh, bag of Doritos that we have in the uh, in the Discord. Was Nacho Year for Denny Hamlin? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, all right. Well, then put a bow in Martinsville. And now, Cody, we are off to Phoenix for the final race of the NASCAR season. I cannot believe that since February we have been talking about NASCAR races. This week will be the last time we talk about it for the rest of the year. It's uh, sad that it's coming to an end, unfortunately. But we got three races to go bet on. Got three champions to crown. We got some money to make. And again, it's not just going to be all about the champions. There's going to be plenty of other bets to make. Uh, you're still going to bet Kevin Harvick to win this race. You're still going to buy find some top tens. Maybe there'll be some head to heads in there. Maybe we'll get some fun prop bets. Going to be a blast. Going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to go and start start the championship research as soon as we end this. 
um because yeah it's time to time to start digging into it and uh i'm excited to see i really don't know who i'm gonna pick so i'm I'm excited to go into it without a lean and let the uh let the research point me in a direction uh i'm gonna go ahead and just say max Verstappen is gonna win this race as well so we'll <laughs> we'll clear up any there's a, there's a solid chance he's already won it <laughs> i'm pretty sure he has uh who oh, jdk asking real quick who do we think for the xfinity championship come on it's john on her name come on it's just an all guy it might not and see uh that's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see what lines are i, I think there's the potential that our bets and our picks don't necessarily line up and then we'll obviously cover that on the shows as we go in but but you know if uh, i don't know it's going to depend on how the numbers uh, again i don't know let me see let me check quickly to see oh, jdk is asking custer, custer plus 425 i wonder if he thinks custer is going to be that price i mean and oh here we go all right uh cup series odds are up on superbook uh kyle larson's plus 175 uh ryan blaney's plus 300 Byron plus three fifty and Bell plus five hundred. Is that Kevin to win Harvard the race? To one. That's to win the race. Um, and so that's again important important distinction because you know if you can get Kyle Larson plus one hundred to win the championship, like that might be the better route than a plus one seventy five. Like if that's the guy you're going to go with. Again, we'll break it all down tomorrow more. Kevin Harvick sixteen to one. I'm giving it out right now. Go bet it before that number comes down. He is the favorite outside of the the championship four. Like it's Lar- it's Larson, Blaney, Byron, Bell. Obviously, they're going to be the top four, and then it's Harvick at sixteen to one. Hamlin is twenty five to one. After that, that's how much of a cliff it falls off. I mean, again, we'll have the numbers tomorrow. But the champion has always won this race, I believe, in the Cup Series since we've come into this format. So, um, you've got all of the championship four guys matched up against each other in the head to heads. There's, it's it's gonna it's gonna be fun. We got, we got, it's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely going to want to join us for, for all these shows this week. Cause uh, it's going to be a good time. But yeah, as far as like, if I'm just picking who's going to win the championship in Xfinity, it's John Hunter Nemechek. Now. It's, it's just whether, those, whether that ends up being the bet, of course, rods, we're going to have to stick to our true to our guys for the season. Hey, Justin Allgaier has been the King of Phoenix. So it, it's going to be hard to argue against him this week. It's again, we're in for a real fun week. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited to break it down. And I'm even more excited to watch the races and uh, and watch these champions be crowned. Indeed. Uh, all right. Well, then let's put a bow in this episode to get ready to fly out to Phoenix. Uh, proverbially, I suppose we can't do it necessarily on real, but uh, yeah, our minds will be out there in Phoenix with everybody else. So uh, as we close the book on Martinsville, Cody, let's send everybody off onto the uh, onto Tuesday to do their own research while we help uh, help them get ready for it as well. Where can everybody find you on social media? Yep. Follow me on X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Again, the YouTube. Make sure you get over there. Make sure you subscribe. Click the bell. We're live on this episode. You can interact like JDK has been doing, like these other commenters have been doing. And uh, you get to see Rod's beautiful face. I try to bring prop- props to spice my side of the show up a little bit here and there. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a good time. Never know when we'll go live. You know, might even hopefully make some of these pick shows live this week, depending on schedules and whatnot. But yeah. Uh, Oh, let's go crown some champions. Let's go make some more money. See you guys the rest of this week. Indeed. I'm on X at RJ Via Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on. And of course, follow my picks page at Hot Rod on Sports. I should probably put that one in there too as well. Uh, that's where I'm posting all my picks. I don't know. I may keep doing it. I may not. We'll find out. It's it's 
a little depressing sometimes, but not when it's green. I don't know, whatever. Just follow me on X at RJ Gomez. You'll find the link to the other one in there and, and the link in the bottom of everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media. It's like the first time I've ever hosted a show, so this will be fun. Uh, but yeah, find it all there as well. Uh, shout out Ottawa Red Blacks played the last game of the season. Unfortunately, it was a loss, but uh, oh well. Uh, what can you do? It's, it's a lot like me in that respect. They're the lovable losers of life. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride. Oh, and I'm